Well, welcome, everybody. It's uh, great to be back with you, all those that are uh, here in person and those that are watching online. Uh, if you don't know, Sutton and I have been in Rwanda for the last two weeks, and uh, Kayla was there supporting him and little Jovi over there, and then Sutton's parents were with us as well. And so uh, I just wanted to update you on what was going on. Uh, the main reason for our trip was so that Sutton could be ordained to the priesthood, and that's going to sound sort of weird to you um, if you're not familiar with the Anglican Church and um, what that's all about, but just the process that, that goes on to become a pastor, you first are ordained to the diaconate, so you become a deacon, and that's what happened with Sutton last year, and then you go through a period of time and some testing and some education, and then you can be ordained to the priesthood, and so now Sutton is technically a priest, so you can uh, refer to him as father if you choose. Um, <laughs> might be a little weird, but uh, go for it. So um, we did that. I've got a, got a picture of Sutton and Kayla here, and this was really sweet. So there was a huge service. So this was in the cathedral in Kigali. That's the capital city. Um, it was overflowing. They had tents outside for people to gather, and that's when they were praying over them and blessing them. That's Bishop Nathan. You guys know Nathan. He was here, what, uh, six, eight weeks ago, I think, something like that. And so uh, that was an awesome moment, and you've got all these people surrounding him. Got another picture of Sutton and I. Um, double click to edit um, if you need to do that. But anyhow, they bestowed a, a special honor on me as well based on really the service and the partnership that we've had for, for um, 18 years as a church. And so that was, that was very humbling and, and kind. That is the whole family. So Sutton's parents, again, Kayla, Jovi, um, me, the gray one, and then Sutton, of course. And then one last picture we'll share with you. So this was all these people were, so the, the folks that have the sash like the gunslingers, those are deacons, so they became deacons then. And then if you see folks with that black stole coming down, those are the ones that are priests now. And then you see some uh, folks with all the red on, those are bishops and especially the ones with those funny hats. Um, that's there. This is sort of like the Where's Waldo kind of picture. Like you can look through there and try and find me and Sutton it. And uh, good luck. So anyhow, that was that. That's what we were doing the last couple of weeks. Really special. Um, both Sundays we were there. I was asked to preach at the cathedral, unbeknownst to me. I knew I was doing it the first week. Um, they sort of sprung the second week on me. So. Uh, I noticed when we were in there that they do celebrate Advent, but they didn't have an Advent wreath. And so I thought I would explain that to them and share a picture of our Advent wreath and our tradition. And um, as I was doing that, I thought this might be helpful to some of you as well. So we're going through the lighting of the Advent wreath, but you may have no idea what it's all about. And so if you look at the wreath, You'll, you'll notice it's circular, right? There's no distinct beginning or end. And that really represents just the endless love that God has for us and eternal salvation for all those that have faith in Jesus Christ. And so that's the wreath. But if you could look really closely, and this is going to be hard for you to see, throughout here there are little holly leaves also. And if you know a holly leaf, if you ever touch one, they're a little prickly, right? And so that represents the crown of thorns that Jesus wore as he suffered prior to his death for our sins. And so that's represented there. Notice all the red berries. 
Well, they represent the blood of Christ that was shed for us. And then um, we have all the candles. So you got five candles, and each week we light one candle and then add an additional one leading up to Christmas. And they represent various things like hope and faith and joy. And today we lit the candle of peace. And in the middle is what we call the Christ candle. And that's the one that we're going to light on Christmas Eve. That's the white one. And it represents how Jesus is the light of the world. And so that's really some of the meaning behind the Advent wreath. Now this morning, I want to speak about peace. I want to speak about peace. Um, as, as we read, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He is the source of peace. It's through faith in him that we have peace with God. Now, if you've been around here for any period of time, uh, you probably know that I didn't grow up going to church. It wasn't that I was against going to church. Just It wasn't something our family did. Uh, I believed in God. I just didn't know God. And if you had told me that I was an enemy of God or that I was at war with God, I would have argued with you. I would have pushed back hard on that. But did you know that, that Jesus said in Matthew 12, verse 30, he said, if you're not with me, you're against me. If you're not with me, you're against me. And so what that revealed to me is that even though I was not aware of it, my entire life, I had been at war with God. I had been an enemy of God. And I believe the same is true for each and every one of you, that you have grown up at war with God and enemies with God and not even known it. Because if you're not with Christ, if you're not a follower of Christ, then you're against him. You're an enemy at war with God. Now, I want to talk about the solution to that and how we can have peace with God. And so we're going to look at Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2 in a, in a little more depth. So here we go. It says, Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Now, verse 1 tells us that if you want to have peace with God, you have to have faith in Jesus. If you want to have peace with God, you have to have faith in Jesus. Remember, again, if you're not with Jesus, you're against Jesus. If you're not with him, you're against him. You are an enemy of God. You are at war with God. And most of us never even realized it. Now, um, the key to this in having peace with God is to recognize that you need to surrender. That you need to surrender to Jesus. You need to give up, lay down your fears and your failures and receive his forgiveness. Receive his forgiveness. That's how you become in a position where you are at peace with God. It's through faith in Jesus, and he brings us that peace. Now, um, this, this peace that we talk about, it, it's, it, it's interesting. So from a worldly point of view, peace is just the absence of war, right? But 
The Hebrew word for peace is shalom. It's shalom, and it has a much deeper, a much broader meaning. And it also means not just the absence of war. It means to be whole or to be complete, to be whole or to complete. And I love the meaning of that and how this really um, ties into this scripture. Because if, if you think about it, we live in a broken world, don't we? And it's full of broken people. And each and every one of us is broken to one degree or another. We're all broken. And we're all born into this world with this emptiness inside. We all have an emptiness inside. We're all alike there. And we try to fill this emptiness with various things, various worldly things. Maybe, maybe it's, it's success. Maybe, maybe it's wealth. Maybe it's, it's possessions. Um, it can be any number of things, and we try to fill this emptiness within us. But no matter how much of those things we achieve or we receive, the emptiness remains. Because it's an emptiness that only God himself can fill. Only God himself can fill. And that's what Jesus does for us. Through faith in Jesus Christ, this emptiness in us is filled. Because when we place our faith in Jesus, what do we receive? His spirit, his spirit, and his spirit comes and fills that void, fills that emptiness, and now we are at peace with God because we are whole, we are complete. It's something that we all long for, but we look for it in the wrong places, in the wrong places. So it's one of these really cool things that, that Jesus offers us this peace through faith in him, but do you know that he's also our peace? That peace is a person, and that person is, is Jesus. In, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14, it says this. It says, for he himself is our peace. He himself is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. So Jesus is our peace. And what he's done through his death and ultimately through his resurrection, he, he's, he's removed this barrier between us and God, that we can now have this oneness with God. And, and Jesus spoke about this. He had the high priestly prayer. We talked about this a couple weeks ago in John 17, where his prayer was that we would be one, just like he and the Father are one. Remember, there's only one God but yet we know him in three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so what Jesus does for us through faith in him and the receiving of his spirit, we become one with God in this mystical, magical, so to speak, kind of way. It's a beautiful thing. And also, we can be one with one another because we share the same spirit. That's what Jesus offers us through faith in him. We have peace with God. We have this completeness or this wholeness that comes when the Holy Spirit fills that void, that emptiness within us. It's a beautiful thing. Now, I mentioned we were in, in Rwanda, and it, it was an action-packed week. And if you don't know, so Sutton and Kayla, they served for about two years in Rwanda as missionaries there, and specifically in this one remote kind of area called Changugu. I just love that word, don't you? Changugu. You know, you'll never forget that one. So they, they were in Changugu. So we, we were pretty much stationed in Kigali, which is the capital city. And leading up to um, Sutton's ordination, 
he had to go through a week of, of classes, and it was pretty intense. Like, first thing in the morning, you start with breakfast, and it's over at dinner time. It, it was intense. But um, his parents came, and they'd never been to Rwanda before, so we thought it was really important to take them and allow them to see where Kayla and Sutton had been living and ministering for a couple years. And we only had a 24-hour period to get it done. And so Kayla and, and Jovi, myself, and, and then uh, Sutton's parents, Kevin and Heather, we took a little flight, it was like 40 minutes, and, and went down to Changugu. And again, time was short, so we immediately, um, after, I think we had something to eat. That, so not immediately. I, you know, you got to take care of first things first. So anyhow, we got that done, and then we got on this boat because a lot of the ministry that they did took place on this island called Combo Island, and a lot of you guys that have been around for a while, you're familiar with that because when we had first gone there 10 years ago, we went to this island, and Bishop Nathan had taken us there, and he was the bishop of that area at the time. Now he's the bishop in Kigali, but he had taken us there, and a group of us um, from Orchard Hills were with him, and we went to this one little schoolhouse room. I mean, it was one room. I would say, what do you think, 12 by 14? Does that seem pretty fair? Like a 12 by 14 room, 100 children. 100 children. You know, it was like nursery school age, 100 children in there. And Nathan showed us this, and he started telling us about his vision. And he's like, I want to expand this into an entire school. And I I want a feeding program, because when we looked at those little children at the time, most of them were, were dealing with malnutrition. There just wasn't a lot of food on this island. And he said, I, I want us to be able to feed them. And it's kind of like this porridge stuff. It's high in nutrients, high in protein. He said, I would love for us to be able to give them three meals a week. If we could just give them three meals a week. And so people in, in our group were moved by that and said, let's make it happen. And so you guys, as part of Orchard Hills, helped to to start this initiative and fund that. And if you ever give any money to the church, you're still doing some good things over there. So we got to go over there, and um, we got to see how it's grown in 10 years. I think I have a picture of some of the kids there. And these were the uh, kids walking up, and... They all assembled there. See these bigger kids? Those were the little kids in that one room when we first went there 10 years ago. This one-room school is now 16 rooms, 16 classrooms, and they need to expand because um, they have over 1,200 students. It's not just a nursery school anymore. It goes all the way to secondary It is incredible how much it's grown. It gives me goosebumps. And so we got to go and see that and expose them to that as well. And so that was really exciting. And then um, on the way over, so you're in this cool little boat. Um, It's beautiful. You're on Lake Kivu. And I looked over to the right, and I've got a picture of this. There's this Catholic church up there. Can you see that? Look at how it's beautifully terraced. We're down on the water there. And I remember going there 10 years ago. And there was a Catholic priest that was there, and people believed that he had the miraculous power to heal, to bring physical healing. And people would come from all over to meet with this priest so that he would just pray for them and they would be healed. And so now um, we're on this boat, and and I see this, and I asked Bishop Francis, who was with us um, last week, and I said, Bishop, have, have you 
gone and met with that priest before? And he said, absolutely, I have. He said, unfortunately, he died during COVID. But I met with him prior to that and uh, was asking him about the healing powers that he had. And he said, he said, Bishop, people come to me and think that I have this miraculous gift of healing. He says, what I do when they come to me is I just pray for forgiveness. I pray for forgiveness. I pray for them that they would release the anger, release their bitterness, release the unforgiveness that they've been holding on to, and just surrender that to Jesus and allow Jesus' forgiveness to come into their lives. And he said, when they do that and the Holy Spirit comes in, there's healing. And they experience spiritual healing They experience emotional healing. And guess what else? They experience physical healing. Their physical ailments are healed. And all I'm doing is praying for forgiveness. How awesome is that? And I was thinking, this is the grace of God. Through faith in Jesus Christ, we have peace with God. He brings about this healing in our brokenness. And oftentimes, we think our issues are physical, right? Almost always, it's a, it's a deeper spiritual thing that God wants to address. And then the physical is kind of a, like a bonus, right? And so that's what Jesus does for us. He, he um, you know, gives us peace with God, this healing, this wholeness, this completeness. And, and one of the benefits is this grace that we experience as well. That's what verse 2 talks about. So here's the first part of verse 2. It says, through whom we have gained access by faith, into this grace in which we now stand. So Jesus not only offers us peace because he is the Prince of Peace, but he also offers us grace. And we know that grace is unmerited favor. Unmerited favor. Grace is to get something, to receive something that you do not deserve. That is grace. And so when we have faith in Jesus, we also receive not only the peace with God, but the grace of God, and we don't deserve it. If you think about it, we don't deserve to to go from being enemies of God, at war with God, to being members of God's army. Yet that's what grace does for us. We, We don't deserve to receive the healing, the wholeness, and the completeness that is ours through faith in Jesus Christ. But that's what grace does for us. We don't deserve to stand in the presence of God and all of his glory and hear how pleased he is with us, that we have his favor, yet that is what grace does for us. Think about this. That if you have faith in Jesus Christ, he looks at you and he says, I'm pleased with you. I'm pleased with you. I'm pleased with you. And his pleasure has nothing to do with what you have done or what you have not done. It has everything to do with the fact that you have received his grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And he is pleased with you. That's a beautiful thing. And so through faith in Jesus... 
We have peace with God. <clears throat> we experience the grace of God. And we also have this hope that comes from God. Listen to the rest of verse 2. It says, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. See, through faith in Jesus Christ, we have this sure and certain hope that one day we will stand before God in all of his glory and we will experience that. That not only that, that especially during this season of Advent, remember that Advent means coming. And as we celebrate the season of Advent, part of it is we, we're preparing to celebrate the first coming of Jesus as a little baby. But we're also preparing ourselves for the second coming, the promised second coming of Jesus when he comes, not as a baby, but he comes as a conquering king. And he reestablishes his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And when that day comes, for all those who have faith in Jesus Christ, we will experience his glory like never before. We will be forever surrounded by his glory. That's the hope that we have through faith in Jesus Christ. It's a sure and certain hope. That's why we are called, as we are reminded as we light these candles, we're called to be a people of faith, a people of hope, a people of joy, a people of peace. Now, growing up, I didn't have a lot of hope, I didn't have a lot of joy, and I didn't have a lot of peace because I didn't have faith in Jesus Christ. Now, to those around me, they probably wouldn't have seen that. You know, it on the outside looked like I was doing pretty well. I mean, I did well in school. I, I played sports. I, I went to a really great college and even met an, an awesome woman. And, and yet, I was empty inside. I was empty inside. I, I was kind of like, like this beautifully wrapped package, right? And, and it looks good on the outside, but if you open it up, guess what? It's empty. It's empty on the inside. And I think this is a picture of what my life was like. It looked good on the outside. But I was empty inside because I didn't have faith in Jesus Christ. And then as I finished college and, you know, ultimately, what's our goal in life? It's to get a good job, right, where you're going to make a lot of money. I'm thinking that's going to take care of it. Like, then I'm not going to be empty on the inside. And it was kind of like, like this bow, if you will. This was, was getting a really good job. And so I added that to my life. And it looked even that much better. But guess what? It didn't cure the emptiness inside. And then I thought, well, you know, if I could marry that woman, you know, if maybe we got engaged and, and then ended up getting married, maybe that would do it. And so... I asked her to marry me, and believe it or not, she said yes. So it was like adding this, this ribbon to my life. But guess what? I was still empty inside, even though it looked like everything was so good. Well, sadly, I, I ended up in a really low place. And I wasn't progressing as fast as I would have liked 
in my career. I wasn't experiencing the amount of success that I'd longed for, and I was feeling empty. And, and that wonderful woman that, that I thought would complete me, guess what she did? She dumped me. And, and I felt incredibly empty inside. I felt so lonely and empty, despite the fact that I was surrounded by thousands of people that I worked with. I was surrounded by people, and yet I felt so alone and so empty. And then through a, a series of strange events, um, I ended up on this Christian weekend thing, like, uh, like a retreat of sorts. And for three days, I'm stuck there. And, uh, and it's, everybody's telling me about the love of Jesus. And they're telling me about how Jesus loves me unconditionally. And I'm listening to this. And then I'm, I'm experiencing it through all the people around me who don't even know me, but are loving me incredibly well. And uh, it's during that weekend that I, I realized I have been an enemy of God my entire life, and I didn't even realize it. I've been at war with God, and I didn't even realize it. And finally, I'd, I just surrendered. I just surrendered to Jesus, and I said, Jesus, just, I, I pray that you'll just come into my life. Come into my life, and he did. And the Holy Spirit came and, and filled that emptiness, filled that void that I'd been experiencing my entire life. And all of a sudden, I had this newfound hope. And my hope was no longer in worldly success. Because even if you experience that, it's fleeting, isn't it? It feels great in the moment, but then you're left empty. And my hope was no longer in a woman to complete me. No person is going to complete you, despite what Jerry Maguire may say. All right? No person other than the person of Jesus Christ and the indwelling of his spirit will ever complete you. But I felt that completeness. I felt that wholeness and that peace that comes through faith in Jesus Christ. And everything changed from that point forward. And I believe there are a number of you in here. Your, your story is different, but you know what I'm talking about. Like you've experienced what I'm talking about. You, you, you know what it's been like to feel empty inside, to, to lack the hope and the joy and the peace because you really, you didn't have faith in Jesus Christ. But then you discovered it. You discovered that you just needed to surrender to Jesus. And when you did, his spirit came and, and that emptiness, it went away. And I think there's a lot of you here and a lot of you watching online that understand what I'm talking about. But I also believe there's some here in person and some that are watching online that may be discovering maybe for the first time that you not only have been at war with God and an enemy of God, but you still are. You still are because you've never truly surrendered to Jesus. And so I want to pray and... Um, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and to pray with me. And I'm going to ask you to do something, and, and I'm not trying to manipulate you, but I'm going to ask you to maybe just raise your hands and surrender and, and to pray with me just for Jesus to, to take the unforgiveness, to take whatever bitterness or anger or whatever pride, whatever it may be that is keeping you from receiving the wholeness 
that comes with the indwelling of the Spirit. And so I'm going to invite you, would you pray with me? And then if, if you feel led, just raise your hands up. So let's pray. Lord, I, I do want to surrender. And I, I just pray for each and every man, woman, and child that's, that's in here now or watching online that, that maybe our eyes have been opened and we've, we've come to recognize that we've been at war with you, that we've been enemies of you, yours and, and didn't even realize it. Maybe there, there's folks that have been in church their entire lives and, and are just realizing, but yet I've never surrendered completely to Jesus. Lord, w- would you come and help us to surrender? Would you help us to relinquish just the bitterness, the angerness, the unforgiveness, the pains that we've been clinging to? May we release those to you. Holy Spirit, would you come? Will you fill us? Will you make us complete? Will you make us whole? Will you help us to experience peace with God like never before? Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your hope. Lord Jesus, thank you for the gift of faith. May we all receive it. May we all receive it. We praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.